Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Rome Floyd Chamber Show. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios in downtown Rome on beautiful Broad Street on a gorgeous day. I am Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. I'm Carly Parker with the Rome Floyd Chamber, and today on our podcast, we have Molly Majestic. Hi, Molly. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? First, let's get into the name. Molly Majestic is your real name. Yes, it is. (laughs) Because it sounds made up. It does. Yeah. (laughs) But it is awesome. Thank you. Thanks. I like it. I stuck with it. Yeah. Uh, so have you been growing up? Was Did people make fun of it? Or is it have you, have you just really gotten cool now? It, it People don't make fun of it. They just always look at me and question, is it real? And how do you say it? Well, majestic. You would be shocked at the pronunciations that I've heard. Um, well, it's, it's, it's actually a very unique name, and people will never forget it, will they? No. Um, well, thank you for being here. And you are with the city, and uh, this is a mouthful, you, you're in charge community development block grants. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. And, and it's, it's abbreviated a lot, CDBG. Yes. <laughs> what does that mean? Okay, so I work in the community development department. And that's what the city of Rome, and I'm the community development block grant, the CDBG coordinator. So that is a grant that we get from HUD. It's an annual allocation that we can spend on certain projects that benefit either certain like areas of the city or certain groups of folks within the city, or they achieve a goal that is an emergency or... Um, gets rid of something that we call slum and blight. Right. Uh, I, I did a quick little Google around the website. So it tends to be a way to kind of maybe low and moderate income folks need a little help with some housing improvements, things like that. Yes. But but helps the city out because of overall look and architecture and things like that, correct? Absolutely. So we have about, lately we've been getting about $400,000 and we can put it towards per, per year? Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. Per year. From HUD. From HUD, and we can put it towards projects that we feel, and with the community's input, that that benefit everybody. So, even some of the sidewalks here downtown, we have replaced because it was something that was necessary for ADA compliance. Oh yeah, and it was an aesthetic feature. And then we helped replace um, the Desoto Theater roof. We helped with the the bridge over to the Marriott, and then recently we helped with improvements to the Rebecca Blaylock Center. And then on our calendar for the next several months are improvements to the Floyd Training Center okay, and Banning Jones Park. So it's big projects all the way down to little projects of sections of sidewalks or, like you said, roof replacement. We do help with projects for homeowners who may not be able to afford to replace their roof or paint their home. And it might not seem like a big deal, but those are items that can help somebody maintain their home and be able to stay in their home. And we will pay up to $10,000 for somebody's roof repair and up to $5,000 for a an exterior paint job. And how do uh, how do you prioritize projects or the, the projects that come into you? Or how do, I guess maybe how do people apply if it is a homeowner versus one of these city things? Okay. Um, uh, there's, probably, a, there's probably four questions there. It sounds there. like an organization can also apply. Like it doesn't just have to be a homeowner, like the Correct. DeSoto Theater. Correct. Yeah. So there, there's what's called kind of a citizen participation process. And when we get money, we have to 
put some ideas out there to the city and, and to the, the public and say, hey, what do you think about this? It's not just me in my office saying, hey, I got this money. Here's what I think we should spend it on. It's how do you think this will benefit that you? That would be really cool, though, wouldn't, wouldn't it? it? <laughs> <laughs> how do you think this will benefit you as a citizen? And typically it's um, you know, the homeowner rehab projects. And then it, it's some bigger, bigger things like the Banny Jones Park and um, the, the training center. So, yes, larger agencies or nonprofits or projects can be um, either nominated or apply for it. And then we, we do like to keep the homeowner rehabilitation program open because it is something that is beneficial to everybody on an individual basis as long as they live in the city and are eligible. I was going to ask that. If, only for the city, right? And it's it only is. for... Like, but the city expands. It's not just downtown. Correct. I feel like people get that confused too. It's not just downtown. It's not. No, you have to live within the city limits. Yeah, okay. And there are some income eligibility requirements. And um, you that you can call our office and get some specifics on. Um, you have to be up to date on mortgage, uh, property taxes. Um, you have to be the homeowner. You can't just own it and then rent it out. Mm-hmm. We aren't going to pay for you to uh, have tenants. Uh, yeah, there. yeah. Uh, update your your rental, um, but it's a great program. We have done fifteen in the last year, mm-hmm. and we have allocated money over the next while to to do more. Wow! So, you, oh, if you've done fifteen in the last year, y'all really y'all make these dollars stretch. <laughs> we stretch every bit we can. Yeah, this program's been around for quite some time, almost 20 years. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask that too. People just don't realize that it's here. It, we, we are down in the Carnegie building and we do a lot. We we have a, a lot of money that we spend every year and people just don't realize it. My supervisor is Becky Fox and she has done this job for 20 plus years. She's been with the city 30 years and she is a powerhouse. She can just sit in that office and think of projects, think of ways to stretch these dollars and how it can impact different areas and help different people. The whole South Rome Early Learning Center and the apartments, a lot of that started with that, with community development, with that office and the CDBG dollars and some other funding. Well, it is good to know um, that the dollars are being very, very put to good use, Absolutely. but also monitored Absolutely. It's stretched. Yes. Yeah. We, we have citizens that keep us in line. We've got city managers and government and officials. But then we also have HUD. Right. Of course. Yeah. So uh, what is HUD for people that don't know? It is how the Department of Housing and Urban Development. So they are the folks that do public housing, um, housing choice voucher, which used to be called Section 8. And that's that's a federal. That's the HUD is, is federal. There's there's a cabinet position in the White House. The head of it HUD, is. right? Yes. I don't yeah. know who it is, but don't, yes. don't, don't quiz me. But um, I believe it's Marsha Fudge. If I'm <laughs> not mistaken. I'm so crazy. Now, now we got people googling. Uh, uh, so you had touched on this earlier, but how do you prioritize? You've got all okay. of these. You've got whether it's an entity and an individual, and you've got all these requests coming in. How do you how do you prioritize? So what we do is every, You're fine. every year when we get our allocation, we have to, like I said, put it out to the public and ask them, what are your thoughts? And then... And does this start in January? Does it start in, what? what's the next one, July? 
Like what? Yeah, when, yeah she, she, she's got a look on her face like, I don't know exactly when the money comes so in. But typical funding, like we operate on a, a weird funding cycle from everybody else. And I know I should know that. <laughs> no, 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 that's just to, that's totally fine. I just didn't know if it was like we get our funding January 1st. If you don't get your applications in by, you know, December 31st, don't even don't even bother until next year. No, it's not quite like that. We'll we'll get ours like we get notified like mid spring. Okay. And then our allocation comes to us like by July. Um and and then it's it's a weird whole cycle, but to prioritize it, we have to ask opinions and and sort of seek out advice as to what maybe some ideas should be that we should spend it on. But then we also, in our heads, know, hey, here's been an ongoing issue where, hey, mm-hmm. we know the Rebecca Blaylock Center serves underprivileged children. It's a 100-year-old building. We would love to help. Or the Kelsey Acock Burrell Center, because that was a project that the CDBG dollars did. Hey, it you know, it could use some updating. Um, we can't do it this year, but hey, next year, let's try to do that. So, And is it just aesthetics or is it you going into the Re- Rebecca Blaylock Center and you like updating the bathrooms or yes. like it covers a wide range yes. of things? Oh, yeah. We so they moved all the children out of the one building for the Rebecca Blaylock Center. We redid the roof. We did um, a whole new bathroom in the back, like did all new um, children's facilities and then one for the adults um, the floor over the years had just been added on to and it was all in level so we took it all the way down to the the beams and actually leveled it out found some issues with things did plumbing um, the windows were historical so we couldn't replace those so we did as much as we could with that mm-hmm. did some outside things so it, it was huge. And like with the Floyd major Tra- facelift. Yes. And with the Floyd training center, there's only two operable windows. All of them were boarded up in the seven uh, bricked up in the seventies. Um, we will be spending about $500,000 to redo all of that. Like yeah. we'll be uncovering windows, redoing some flooring, moving some walls, doing all sorts of stuff. Okay. So, so you're going to be spending that money over time because that's more than your annual allocation. Absolutely, yes. Okay. Yeah, but to go back to the prioritizing thing, we, we sort of keep an idea in, in the back of our minds of some projects that are important and that might need some attention and and then say, hmm, that might be something for this year. Or along the way, somebody might pop in the office and say, hey, this needs some attention. Like, this is really important this is going on and we might be able to move some funding around from like you were saying like previous years or plan it for the next year and then we sort of come up with our priorities and then we figure out what we can do and we get permission from the commissioners from we have a a committee that we answer to and then we get permission from HUD and then we submit our plan when when you talk about the allocation from HUD and this may be a HUD question but how do do y'all apply for more and more dollars every year or how does it work? How, how does Rome get its allocation? Why can't it be more or? We don't have to apply. We are what's called an entitlement community. Okay. And that's based on our population and statistical data. Okay. We've been that for quite a few years and HUD does their allocations based on a formula. 
Oh, so it's kind of slotted. You're this, you're this size town. Okay. It is. And based on whatever administration is in office and whatever the overall budget is for that year and what goes towards um, HUD funding and then what trickles down is, is what goes into the CDBG pot and then comes down in their formula. Yeah, that's interesting. So you based on market size yes. and I guess probably income levels and things like that. It's a whole formula, <laughs> yeah. We, we are very lucky, though. We, we do get quite a bit for the size that we are. And because we do such good work and we're good stewards of that money and we have successfully managed the program for so many years, we don't have issues. We've never had audits. We haven't had findings. We regularly get the money and we've never had an issue. How long have you been in this role? So I've been here a year and a half. Okay. What, what's what's your background? Where are you, where are you from? Where'd you go to school? That type of stuff. Okay. So originally I'm from Ohio, born and raised. <laughs> okay. Lived in Amish country. Oh, did you really? Did. Yes. <laughs> all my friends are Amish. And um, so I went to college in Michigan, Hope College. Oh, that's, oh I was going to say Ohio and Michigan. Don't they have wars over college? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, went to school in Michigan and one day I... Let me start. Let me start that over. Go back a little bit. I was what we call a defax worker. I'm a certified forensic interviewer. I did that for a few years. And um, defax is the family and children services. Yes. So you would you would interview families yes. in bad situations. So I and, interviewed the children and victims of sexual abuse. Yeah. And I was an investigative worker. And um, you can only do that for so many years. Yeah. yeah. But you're certified. So there's there's a, 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 in a in order to interview children about stuff like that. You have to be well trained. Yes, yeah. To, to get I've, the stories. Yes, yeah. your first year you have to undergo over three hundred hours of training. Wow. Um, so my first year I underwent about a thousand hours of training. Wow. Uh, I can only do that for so many years, and I got sick of the snow. <laughs> yeah. My parents were here. I had family in Alpharetta, and I picked up the phone one day and said, "I'm moving." <laughs> I came here, and then I worked for the housing authority for the past. Almost thirteen years in Rome. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. so you just came south and happened to find a job in I Rome. Did. There was there was no there was no other connection to Rome, Georgia, other than it didn't have snow. <laughs> well, my my parents lived here. Well, okay, I thought they said the Alpharetta. Well, uh, I, I'm sorry, my aunt and uncle and cousins lived in Alpharetta, and my family, my parents lived here. Oh, I got you. Okay, sorry. And uh, so yeah, I just came here, and I was like, it'll work out, and it did, and worked at the housing authority for almost thirteen years, a little shy of thirteen years, and then hopped on over to the city. So you've probably seen snow here, what, five times since then? Yes. <laughs> what, yes. What do you saw it day after day after day? And Yeah. <laughs> it, it, and it's, it's so funny now. I've, I've grown accustomed to 60 degrees and throw a coat on here. <laughs> and there it's like you have to go about your life. The, the wind chills what gets you, though. And it, it was just painful of having to go out. And the day I decided to move, I had a little white dog and – he jumped into a snow pile and I couldn't find him. <laughs> and then, and it, I looked across the parking lot and the, the bank sign said negative 11. And I picked my cell phone up and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done here. I'm moving. <laughs> so that was it. Oh, maybe that was, maybe the bank wasn't the temperature. It was the stock market. You oh. know, the stock market's down 11 points or something, but no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what attracted you to this job that made you leave the one you had before? What made you want to do this? So I love working with at-risk populations. I love working with community. And I had gotten to know Becky through the Choice Neighborhood Grant. That was something that the City of Rome and the Housing Authority got in 2019. 
it was a million dollar planning grant to actually, I think it was about $2 million planning grant to help revitalize the East Rome area. Mm -hmm. And we really worked with the community to come up with a transformation plan and an idea of how to really engage the community and figure out from a business standpoint, educational standpoint, everything, just how to really start to move that area in a different direction. And I, I really sort of started to fall in love with the community development part of it, of how it was, let's serve the community as a whole, not just the housing authority part of let's serve individuals, like let's serve the community as a whole. So mm-hmm. it just worked out perfectly at, at the time that all of that was going on. A job came open and message Becky and <laughs> the rest is history. Oh, well, this uh, it's interesting kind of because I would imagine some of the chamber satisfaction is being so immersed in the community, you know, in your job as well, you know, kind of connecting with everybody and, and yours as well. Do 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 y'all cross paths a lot? The, the the kind of sort of maybe some. Well, see, I've only been here for a year, so maybe maybe in the past <laughs> they have. I'm yeah. not really sure on that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I mean, the point of the chamber is you know quality of life, economic prosperity in our community. So I'm sure you know if that what Molly has been doing affects us as yes. well. So sure. As yeah. as long as they're doing a great job, which they are, you know, we're not going to, you know, try to fight them on trying to improve the community. <laughs> but, and there is the potential for partnering. Like we, I'd written a program to do um, some minority business grants and HUD, our HUD funding does allow us to try to promote entrepreneurship. So if somebody were to work with the chamber and the small business development we were wanting to give them up to $10,000 to improve well, there you their go. chances. And um, some other priorities, like you were talking about, have kind of pushed that to the side. But it, it is it is written, and it, hopefully at some point we do have the, the funding and the, the time that we can allot for that. But that would be something that down the road we would like, like to partner with the chamber. And there's other opportunities to do that. And I think our goals are all the same of improving the quality of life for Romans. Well, and I would imagine, you know, some of the, some of the projects are probably, oh, that's just something that needs to be done. But when you see something like when you're dealing with a family in a house and you, I would imagine there's some personal satisfaction in seeing, oh, yes. seeing that happen. It's, it's different to say, oh, we, we, we repaved this and yes. it was needed. But when you see it, an impact on a real family. Yes. So what's that like? Yeah, it it's, really neat to be able to see something from start to finish like the I would say the Rebecca Blaylock was probably one of the first projects that I got to be a part of and to go in and and see it in its state that it was in and kind of realize this is why this was needed and and then to go to the open house and see the director's face and how excited she was and all the time and effort she put into decorating it and and then all the board members who came up and thanked us and then a week later get a card that's signed by all the kids and all the staff that that was just <laughs> really a, cool. a neat thing and then yeah the homeowners who call later or see me and just say wanted to thank you for this like this makes such a difference I, I can't believe that that you guys helped me with this I couldn't have afforded this and, and it's just it's really neat to be able to do that stuff on a regular basis not just a a whim. It, it's a 
consistent type thing. A, yeah. whole, a whole lot of before and after pictures. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And huge differences. And and when we say we're, we're replacing roofs, we are talking about folks who are using tarps and buckets to wow. catch things. And and some of the repairs are costing almost $20,000. Yeah. Um, and it's bad. And that that those could make somebody have to move out. And where would they go? How do how do people apply? All right. So they can either stop in our office, which is over at the Carnegie Building at 607 Broad Street. When, they, I, when, I, was, when I was a kid, that was the library. I know. <laughs> that's what everybody says. <laughs> Just, it, I'm the old guy at the table. We'd go to the Carnegie Library. Well, and it's neat. My office has some of the bookshelves. And so when they redid it, there's still some of the, the old things now, that they kept. Now it's the Carnegie Building. Okay, go yes. ahead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or um, you, if, if folks don't have a way to get to us, um, you can call us and we can mail out a packet. There's an application process. We will need some forms and then we'll have to determine eligibility. And then we would do some paperwork on our part and then meet with the homeowner. And then um, if everything goes correctly, then we would put it out for bid and then hopefully do the project that they need. Is there, uh, can people do anything online or is it best just to call or get the packet in the mail to get that information? There's nothing they can do online. It's just hard print, hard copy forms. Yeah. Well, then, you know, that whatever works, but the best way to get the information in their hands and then they apply and then, you know, do your due diligence because they have to qualify and there's, there's, there's hoops to jump through a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We try to make it as painless for them (laughs) as, as possible. But there is a little bit of a process. Okay. And then for organizations, is the form different? Do, it is. Do they go in front of a committee like the, the Soto Theater, like what you were saying? So I would say we, we don't necessarily advertise that we're out to... What you do right now, you're on a podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> to fund... Like, or just to clarify, maybe. Yeah. 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 To, um, to fund big projects, it's more of like, hey, a nonprofit got... Um, you know, wind of of an opportunity that that we would have, and and they would approach us, and might be that they have a conversation with Becky, or just give our office a call, and then we would just go from there. Okay, so if you are an organization, or and this means a business owner as well, I guess, right? Well, it would be a nonprofit. Okay, we, so it has to be a nonprofit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. okay. And then this way they can just have a conversation with you and kind of see what their opportunities are. Yes. But most of the time it is for homeowners. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, kind of any final thoughts here or contact information other than being in the Carnegie building, an email or a phone number people can reach out? Yeah. Is there anything else that we need to talk about with community development block grants that we have not covered just in case? I think we really covered it in a nutshell. That was very quick. Okay. (laughs) Um, A lot to talk about. Just want to make sure you got everything in you needed to get mentioned. Yeah. I think our, our history of projects is really remarkable. And I think what's on our calendar and what we're going to be doing is really, really exciting. We're going to be transforming a lot of lives and a lot of areas. So I'm excited to see what the future holds for us. Okay. Contact information or just come to, come to the Carnegie Building? Oh, yeah, you can come to the Carnegie Building or you can call us at 706-234-447. I, let me tell you, if someone put me on the spot about the phone number, that is so hard for me. I, like, I don't know why that is, that is so difficult. No, no, no. 
Okay, you're gonna have to edit. You're gonna have to edit this. No, one, I'm not. Go ahead. Just get. Just go. <laughs> yes, you are. Seven zero six two three six four four seven seven. There we go. <laughs> are you, or they can just look up. You know, city yeah. city of Rome. Yeah. So you can go on the city of Rome website, and our department is community development. There we go. Carly, any final thoughts from the chamber? Anything going on? You guys want to? Well, y'all, are, you, y'all are always busy. Yes, you can always look at our calendar at romega.com and we have Elevate going on. So if you have any questions about that, that will go until November, like first week of November. So if you have any questions, you can always contact us. My email is kparker at romega.com. All right. Thank you, Carly. Thank you, Molly Majestic. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. With the majestic name, Molly Majestic. <laughs> Ought to be in lights over the DeSoto Theater. I approve of that. <laughs> I like that. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to the Rome Floyd Chamber Show here on Rome Business Radio. We broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios on Broad Street in beautiful downtown Rome, Georgia. Thank you so much for listening.